on this week's Just Talking, we are talking about the bystander effect, which is, what do you do in a crowd? Bystander effect basically says the more people in a crowd, the less likely people are to help or fix something that is going wrong. Pretty crazy. Also going to talk about some TV shows. Elias Grace, I watched that. Some other stuff. Katie's not here. She is away in Portland on vacation. What else we got? I'm excited. I'm getting excited for Christmas, which is, I think, a bit too early. And uh, we'll see what else comes out. Let's dive in. Let's talk about it. Anything and everything. Let's discuss this calmly and rationally. Come on in here. Let's talk about it. Wait, wait, wait. Let's discuss this. What up? How's everyone doing? It's uh, I'm recording this on Sunday. I know last week we said, um, Katie and I, we got the idea to do inhuman treatment on people or like the government testing humans or inhuman treatment because of, uh, because of that crazy story about King Henry the 12th getting killed in the joust and then, and then his wife killed prisoners in the same manner to try and help him. That's, if you listened last week, you know what I'm talking about. If not, go listen. But Katie and I decided we were going to do an episode on that, but Katie is in Portland Katie likes to say yes to things and uh, we forget what's going on. So uh, she wants to be part of that episode. So we're going to try and do research and actually have good information on that next week. Since I'm alone, I'm going to have, I'm doing the bystander effect, which is something that's been on my queue for a while when I was just looking up social brain causes. I don't know the term for these things. Mandela effect, bystander effect, existential anxiety. There's got to be a name, uh, all encompassing name. So if you're if you were wondering, it's crazy. You guys probably don't really wonder about the future, just talking. But you listen, so that's cool. If you're listening, thanks. That's awesome. Uh, like I said, it's Sunday. I gotta pick Katie up from the airport, and I gotta leave in three hours. So I had uh, the first half of the day to try and do productive stuff. I like taking Sundays and doing everything. So far, I've cooked. No, I I made pies. I prepped pies. Would that be the term? They're not cooked yet. Apple pie. I do like an apple crisp pie mixture because I don't like when it's apple pie and they're soggy as shit. I like the apples to be not fully soggy and crispy. And then I like crunchy stuff on the top. So I have my own weird way of doing them. People like them. Reason I made pies because tonight I'm going to like a fake Thanksgiving at my sister's house with my other sister. Big old fun time. Woke up, went to the grocery store. Chatted with my mom, chatted with my brother, got to get, got to, got to talk to the family, catch up. I'm going to see my sisters and, uh, well, I guess I got to call my dad. That's what that means. Anyway, bought stuff for pies, made pies, did the laundry, cleaned the room. If I learned anything from growing up with sisters and my mother, it's that girls, well, a lot of people, I won't be sexist and just say girls, like coming home to a clean room. I could care less. I just, that stuff doesn't live in the forefront of my brain. If I come home from a vacation and the room's not clean, it doesn't ruin anything for me. I'm just like, okay, I'm home now. But people like coming home to clean rooms. So Katie's coming home. I messed up the room while she was gone. Clean the room. I got a pile of ironing to do. Figured I'd record this, then go iron. This is boring. This is kind of boring what I'm saying. But you put a show on in front of me. And give me a mundane task like an ironing board or editing videos. I'll just, that's my bread and butter. Get that from my mom. She 
was shown for my mom, put an ironing board in front of her, and she'll probably start ironing so many things that she runs out of clothes and just starts ironing, like, quilts or something. All right. Nothing else really happened this week. Filmed a wedding, Jewish wedding. Took a took a high heel stiletto right to the big toe during the horror. And I had my hands up in the air with the camera. And it was just, you know, it hurt. Hurt a really, a really good deal. The lady was like, sorry. I was like, I mean, horror's crazy times anyway. It wasn't that crazy. It was a disappointing horror. I like my horrors a little more crazy. My sister's wedding, it was nuts. My brother-in-law's Jewish. <clears throat> I don't really have anything else. Any other more updates on the weekend, I don't think. Let me check. Let me check. By, sometimes I take notes during the week. Like, what's something I can talk about? Oh, here's one. I had a peppermint chocolate, and I got really excited for Christmas. <laughs> Felt that was necessary to write down. I had, it is true, I had peppermint chocolate-covered popcorn. We got it as a gift in the office, and just the taste of the peppermint and chocolate and the bark made me uh, really excited for Christmas. Got to get through Thanksgiving first. I don't really care about Thanksgiving. It's all about Christmas. I haven't fully dived in to Christmas mode yet. It's too early for that, but I'm excited to get there. Uh, all right, bystander effect. The actual definition of bystander effect or bystander apathy, it is a social psychological phenomenon. That makes it sound like something crazy, a social psychological phenomenon in which individuals are less likely to offer help to a victim when other people are present. Like I said in the intro, this actually says the greater number of bystanders, the less likely it is that any of them will help. Several factors contribute to the bystander effect, including ambiguity. like You don't want to be seen, just want to stay in the crowd. Cohesiveness. Everyone acts in a crowd, so if everyone's doing something, you're going to do that. And diffusion of responsibility. Not my problem. I, that's, I, not, I'm not putting that on my plate. That's not my problem. So that's, I mean, it's pretty normal. And like, if you say you've never done it or seen it or witnessed it, you're lying. Bystander effect happens all the time. You ride like subway in New York, you're going to see it a million times. Someone's either like, fucking yelling and screaming at someone doing something wrong. And, and if it was just you, you'd be like, Hey man, calm down. Don't do that. But everyone else just look around. I watched one video. It's kind of interesting of a by, the bystander effect. And they put this lady in a room to take a test and they filled the corner of the room with smoke. It's on YouTube. And they filled the corner of the room with smoke. And when she's alone in the room, almost immediately she gets up, looks at the smoke, investigates it, tries to figure out what the hell's going on, and then, like, gets out of the room. And they put her in the room with 20 other people all taking the test. They put the smoke there. No one else reacts because I think they're actors, so they're not reacting to the smoke. And she does nothing for, like, 20 minutes. She just kind of looks at it. You can tell she's really concerned. She's worried about it. She doesn't go investigative it, investigate it. She doesn't go leave because she probably doesn't want to feel like a loser in the room. Only one, No one else is worried about this smoke. I'm not going to be worried about this damn smoke. It's such an easy thought process to get caught up in. They had a bunch of examples. If you ever watched that show, What Would You Do? Where they put like a bunch of actors and the one that's popping to my mind is they put like a dude who's on a date with a really young girl and she's saying like, no, I just want to be friends. And the guy's being real creepy. And then they see if people will help that girl out and tell her like, hey, don't, don't go home with him. And she's like that. And then 
the host comes off and says, what would you do? Well, that show. So that's the best example of the bystander effect. They basically made a whole presence over it, shaming people into not helping other people. I mean, I guess you should help, but certain times, certain times it makes a lot of sense to just sit back and be like, not my fucking problem. Other times, yeah, I think you got to help. Let's see. Let's see the most glaring. So there's all these crazy examples that are true. Uh, that have happened, that people say this was the bystander effect. The biggest one is a lady named Kitty Genovese. Genovese? Genovese? I don't know. She lived in New York, okay, in 1964 in Queens. And she just, uh, just to sum it all up, she was walking home from the bar that she worked at at 3 a.m. She was at the bottom of an apartment building. Guy comes out and stabs her. She screams. His name was Winston Mosley. He simply just wanted to kill a woman. He comes out, he he stabs her. She screams, oh my God, he stabbed me, help me, and collapse. Several neighbors in surrounding buildings reported hearing her voice, but decided it was probably just a drunken brawl or a lover spat. One man shouted from his window, let that girl alone. Later on, they said at least 12 people heard her getting stabbed, raped, and killed, but didn't do anything because they either didn't want to get involved, they thought... You know, if I'm if I'm hearing this, so many other people are hearing this, one of them will call the police. And they all thought that. And no one called the police. And she died. And she could have been saved really easily. That's bystander effect to a T. Like, those 12 people all just didn't want to get involved. Thought someone else would do it. They go on to have a lot more examples if you, like, Google it. And the number one example, they say, is the Holocaust. Which I don't think fits the bystander effect that well. I mean, it does because people could have talked up, but when you see high officials in the government rounding people up and killing them very systematically and organized, as an individual, what are you, what are you going to do? Like the last one, those people that saw Kitty get, heard Kitty get stabbed, they could just call the cops. They could go downstairs and scare him off. The Holocaust... I'm not going to pin that on the bystander effect. Those people, if they spoke up, they probably die. Like, oh, hey, excuse me, sir, this mass killing of one race is wrong. I know everyone else is staying silent on the issue, but I will speak up because I think what you're doing is wrong. Okay, you're now in the concentration camp as well. Or, okay, you're dead. Uh, To pin that on the bystander effect seems, seems silly. I was trying to think of times when this has times in my life and there's probably millions there's probably times i there's probably a lot more times i didn't do anything but i all those memories just slip because i didn't do anything so i probably don't remember it Ooh, stomach just growled so i probably just don't remember it because i didn't do anything i was trying to remember so i was trying to think okay has there been any times i've called the police and i think i've called i think i've dialed 911 once in my life and it was because i was on the highway and i saw an accident saw a SUV, pull onto the highway, they hit another car, slammed on their brakes, did like a 360 and then stopped in the middle of the freeway, highway if you're on the East Coast, they call them freeways out here, facing the wrong direction. So I called 911, I was like, ooh, the car, I don't know, the car just got an accident. It's actually a hassle. It was like, I remember getting off the phone, I was in college, and getting off the phone thinking, that was a hassle. Call 911 with a cell phone. It doesn't go right away. That's why they always tell you to call on a landline because it goes to the 
operator gets through quicker. They didn't pick up right away. Then I tell them what happened, and they're like, you swear this is what you saw? I'm like, yeah. Well, I'm not just calling you for fun. And then I have to give them, I had to give them like my address, my date of birth, all my information. It's like, yo, get off the phone with me and go see if those people are okay. I know that she told the cops and they're on their way. But I, were, I was like, that sucked. It was the only time I called 911. Uh, another time I thought of was I was filming a, a short film in Oakland last year. We were in not a great part of Oakland. And we were all standing on the street filming a scene in the front yard. And down the street, uh, this man was chasing his girlfriend, wife, I don't know, around, screaming at her. He didn't hit her, but he was terrifying her in the middle of the street. And it was loud. And all of us looked over and like, uh, 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 that's uh, not good. And we all kind of looked at each other and like, what are we going to do? Go, go walk over there and say, is everything okay? Yeah, that's what one of us should have done. But you think that through in your head, like, well, if I go over there and ask, is everything okay? They both probably yell at me. Fuck out of here. This is none of your business. So then you talk yourself out of it. That's how the bystander effect works. I think we did call the cops. I think uh, one guy in set was like, hey, uh, we just saw a disturbance on this street and this street. They're in the middle of the road yelling. It didn't look like she was uh, having fun and it looked like she was pretty scared. I think we called the cops and said that. But I think if we were on What Would You Do, the TV show, they would be like, why didn't you go over there and uh, see if she was okay and put a stop to whatever was happening? And it's like, well, Fucking bystander effect, man. All right, shut up. We were all scared. No one knew what the hell was happening. Um, when I was in fifth grade, this is a funny memory I thought of. I was in fifth grade. I was a brand new kid in school. And we went to the bathroom, the whole classroom. Like, you know, like all right, group trip to the bathroom. So all the boys are in there. We're peeing, hanging out. Fifth grade. What does that mean? We're like 11 years old. There was a kid who had Down syndrome in our class. His name was Garrett. And he stripped butt naked in the middle of the bathroom uh, and just kept asking everyone for a hug. Butt naked, asking everyone for a hug. Everyone ran away. Uh, this is weird. Everyone ran away. I didn't. I just, like, stayed in. And I was like, hey, Garrett, you should put your clothes back on. You should put your clothes back on. And then he sat on the heating vent. I was attached to the wall, very old school. So like the big heating unit <laughs> sat on that naked. It wasn't hot or anything, but it fell. <laughs> it, it fell off the wall. And then he was on the ground naked and the heating vent was on the ground naked. And that's when I, uh, I left the bathroom and I tapped his aide on, like got his aide who was right outside waiting for me. And I was like, you should go in and help Garrett. So I kind of, sort of, defeated the bystander effect when I was in fifth grade and Garrett got naked and asked everyone for a hug and everyone ran away. And I was like, Hey Garrett, you should put your clothes back on. Great. That's because my mom, uh, probably tortured from Columbine when she heard about that, told all of us, me and my sisters, be nice to everyone in school and especially be nice to the oddballs. You don't have to be their friends. But if they ever bring a gun to school and they're going to shoot everyone, you want them to look at you and say, no, you were nice to me. 
Not that I'm saying Garrett was going to bring a gun to school and shoot everyone because he was had Down syndrome and was an outcast. That was just my mom's advice. If everyone, if someone's getting picked on by the crowd, be nice to them because if the a Columbine happens again, you want to be. I mean, it's uh, it's a real roundabout way. You should just be nice to people to be nice to people. I think in in the perfect world, you're just nice because being nice is nice, not because you're like, hey, if you go on a killing spree, I want to be exonerated and, and not put on your list. That shouldn't be your goal. But hey, whatever makes you be a nice person, I don't really care if you have ulterior motives or needs. I mean, most Christians are nice because they want to get to heaven. So they're, you're, they're just using you as a gateway to heaven. That's, that's the same thing as me being nice to not get killed by someone in return. It's all just second motive. So just be nice to be not nice, but Whatever your motive is, in the end, if you're nice, that's good. So use that logic to defeat the bystander effect and to go be nice to people. It was nice to Garrett. I was uh, in sixth grade. He had every Wednesday, he had a circle of friends. Maybe every other Wednesday, he would have his circle of friends. <clears throat> and he chose me to be in that. So every in sixth grade, every other Wednesday, I went, had lunch with just Garrett, a girl named Jacqueline, some other people that I can't remember. Very friendly lunch. This was in Garrett's circle of friends. Probably all because I didn't run away when he got naked in the, in the bathroom and asked me for a hug. I don't know. It's kind of a little, little tangent. What else? I was trying to think of other times. One time, um, I was a in, high, in middle school, punk kids. This is like, uh, I don't know if you guys have ling- lingering... Regret regrets that happened years ago and for some reason they just pop in your head and you're like, fuck, I wish I didn't do that. I was such an asshole. Uh, we were, it was a group of us on our bikes in this neighborhood hanging out. And then there's this other kid, forget his name. His name was Dan. He had like really long hair when he was younger. And when I first moved to school, he was friendly to me and I was friendly back. Kind of how it works when you're a new kid. So I was the, I moved a lot, like five times. I was the new kid in school. Let's see. One, two, three, four. Four or five times I was that. And how, what happens in it, it sounds kind of mean, is the first people to be your friends, the first people to befriend you do not, in me and my sister's instances, don't become your best friends. It's kind of like people that are don't have a big group of friends themselves and they're looking for friends. So they befriend the new kid. And it's super nice. Like I still talk to all those people. I stayed friendly with them, but they just weren't like the kids I hung out with outside of school. Uh, it's kind of goes Anyway, there's this kid, Dan, he was one of those kids and we were all hanging out on bikes and he wanted to hang out with us. One fucking asshole kid was like, okay, you can hang out with us. If you go ride your bike down and back in less than five minutes, we'll time you. And Dan was like, no, you guys are just going to ride away as soon as I'm gone. And then I can't hang out with you, man. This is so mean. And I didn't know that was the actual plan. And then he went and then the asshole kid was like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I was like, fuck, that's really mean. But am I going to go leave and hang out with my friends and feel guilty for the rest of my life? Or am I going to just wait and then hang out with just Dan for the rest of the day? 
who knows what Dan has planned. These guys have a whole day planned. So I, uh, bystander affected it up, left with the cool kids, ditched Dan. Later on, we were hanging out in the neighborhood and Dan rode his bike past us. And he looked at me like, hey, even, even you, motherfucker, I was nice to you. And I had uh, guilt and shame all over my face. And I still think about it. This was in 2002, probably. And we are 15 years out. I am an adult now. And it still pops in my head all the time. Like, fucking damn it, Jimmy. That was so mean. You should not <clears throat> have went with the crowd. And you should have been nice. But I wasn't. Uh, bystander effect. I was like, well, everyone else is doing it. Um, I don't want to... Go away from the crowd. If they think this is funny and cool, then it must be funny and cool. Wasn't. I was trying to think of other times. I know there's a time with my little brother. I texted him like, hey, what, what, what's that time I apologized to, even though it's 10 years later? Someone he was little. I think he asked me He asked me to, to do something, and I, I didn't, or I missed out on something. But I always felt bad about it. Forget what it was. <clears throat> Bystander effect. Was there anything else interesting I read? I was trying to think of some. Tried to Google some actual bystander effect examples. Tried to think of some of my own. I'm sure there's tons more of my own where I was being mean to someone or someone was being or something happened and everyone kind of looked away. I can't really think of it because I probably thought nothing of it. Like you just see someone on the ground in pain and you just walk away. There's another uh, like what would you do example where it's like a woman was just lying on the ground in the middle of the city like looking like she was hurt and everyone was just walking away not helping her and then as soon as one actor helped all the other people that were about to walk away come in and help it's just so stupid how society works like that like we're we are a society of followers and tell me how to feel and tell me what to think and it's like, you probably saw like, ah, someone should help that guy, but you keep walking. And then when someone does help, you're like, yeah, I thought that too. I'm going to help you too. I'm a good person too. It's like, no, you weren't a good person because you only helped because you saw someone else helping. So stupid. But that is how our brains work. We are a tell me what to think, tell me how to feel society. Uh, you can Google. There's some other examples of the bystander effect that I did not talk about. Some are pretty graphic, and I don't like, I don't like, uh, I don't know, just like really bad crime. So I didn't, I didn't talk about them. I think that sums up the bystander effect. What else do I have? Any good tidbits? Last week I had that tidbit about King Henry, and man, that was some good shit. Nah, I got nothing. Do some more research, gets up. The one, once I figured out Katie was gone this week, I had to I had to improvise the the bystander effect quickly. Uh, okay, let's move on quickly to indulgences. Before you disperse, seen any good movies lately? I would uh, beg your indulgence for a moment. I watched a show on Netflix called Elias Grace, which is a true story about an Irish servant who killed. Uh, her like the head servant and master and then she got or she helped kill no one really knows uh, did you kill her did she not kill her she was 
She was like a uh, famed murderess, and people thought she was like so interesting. They would have her come to the governor's house and be a maid there because she was a good prisoner, like good in good standing. And it's like a five five episodes on Netflix or six episodes. But the reason why I thought I don't think it, you don't unless you are a show addict like me, I think it's worth time. If you are very picky with your shows and you only watch the best of the best, you can skip it. But Sarah. Gaden, Gaden, G-A-D-O-N. I don't know how to pronounce the last name. <clears throat> is the lead. She is so pretty and has bright blue eyes. And she talks. She narrates the whole show in an Irish accent. And if that's that was enough for me to keep going, it was mesmerizing just listening to her Irish accent and her pretty face. She was also in this um, miniseries. Uh, it was uh, 11, 23, 63. I don't know. Those numbers are probably wrong. The day John F. Kennedy got assassinated, she was... In that miniseries, it's about a Stephen King novel that they turned into a miniseries on Hulu. James Franco starred in it, might have directed it, I don't know. But he goes back in time to stop to try and stop the Kennedy assassination, and he meets her, and she's all dolled up like a 60s. She is, like, super pretty. Super pretty girl. Surrogated. Good actress, too. But if you had to choose between the two series, go watch 1160, 11... 2360-something from Hulu. Go watch that series over Elias Grace. but Or just Google pictures of Sarah Gaten. Got him. Because she's super pretty. I think that's all. Just watching shows. Um, music? No new music came out. No new music came out this week. I don't even know what I've been listening to. Probably more of the same. I guess it is a down week for the style of music because Taylor Swift came out, Greta Van Fleet came out, a lot of albums came out that people were talking about, but nothing that I really like a lot. Yeah, I haven't been, I've just been listening to the same slow stuff I always listen to. So I will play, I'm going to play Kings of Leon song at the end of this. I'm going to play Fans by Kings of Leon. Because, uh, I don't know, the song from 10 years ago, Kings of Leon. Love Kings of Leon. And it uh, was my favorite song of theirs for a while. I doubt it's my favorite song now. Maybe. Who knows? Anyway, thanks for listening. Bystander Effect. Do your best. Do your very best to overcome the bystander effect. It's my advice. Don't use it as an excuse. If someone needs help, try your best to help them. In the slightest way. Even tap the person on your shoulder like, hey, we should both help them together. And that way, it's both of us and we're not individualizing ourselves. I don't know. Try your hardest. Do your best. Try to be a good person. Joy Kings of Leon. Be back next week. Katie will be back. Bye.
You can't play with me 